1: Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday
0: edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Locked On Warriors. On today's show, Steph Curry lights up the Clippers. Jordan Poole and Otto Porter step up. And Clay Thompson and James Wiseman take the next step in their returns to the court. Today's episode is brought to you by Picks. Check out PrizePicks.com and use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network,
1: your team every day. All right, it's a Monday edition
0: of Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Got a great show for you today. Going to recap Sunday's big win over the L.A. Clippers and get to the latest on Klay Thompson's return, which is coming fast, at least it seems. But first, a quick note at the top here. Uh, For those of you who are maybe surprised to be hearing my voice right now, knowing that I had uh, left the show as I moved to Miami and I'm uh, taking on Locked On Heat, um, I am a fill-in host on Lockdown Warriors right now, and I will be handing the show off uh, this week to your new co-hosts on Lockdown Warriors. So be sure to check out tomorrow's episode, Tuesday's episode, where I'll be joined by the new host to talk some Warriors and introduce uh, all of you. So um, with that being said, um, let's get to the game here. And really, look, Warriors win 105-90, to a blowout type of win, but it was a it was a close game, uh, for most of the night, but the game really changed in the fourth quarter. And, and uh, before we kind of get to the, the series where uh, the Warriors just sort of broke it open, um, just a note here that Steph Curry, right, obviously having an MVP type of campaign this season, uh, looks as good as he ever has. But one thing with Steph is you don't really see him get upset. Very often, right? You don't really see him picking up technicals. You don't really see him complaining to officials. He's not really a guy who tries to bait uh, foul calls, or uh, uh, now or ever, really in the past. Um, And so, when you see him get fired up, when you see him pick up a tee, when you see any of that kind of stuff, even just screaming at an official in general for you know a prolonged period of time, when you see that, you know that he's really upset. And when you see that, because it's so rare, it tends to have an impact. On the rest of the team they kind of get fired up with him right and it kind of spurs things along you see these you see these kinds of things from coaches all the time right usually reserve coaches who will you know like Steve Kerr for example will break a clipboard or uh, Greg Popovich will will pick up a technical and get thrown out of the game and stuff just to kind of light a fire in his team and I think Steph had a similar impact on on the Warriors in this game in LA on Sunday Um, so at the 10 minute and 12-second uh, mark in the fourth quarter. Steph Curry is called for an offensive uh, foul on a moving screen on Reggie Jackson. Now, he's visibly upset after the call, looking at the official like, really, man, you're going to call that? Reggie Jackson stepping into me. He's, he's flopping on all this stuff. What are you doing? Uh, and, and look, I think Curry had a little bit of a point there, but um, you've kind of noticed officials calling these moving screens a little bit more this season, but uh the the point stands, Steph gets upset, and then a minute later, right? That's just the beginning. A minute later, uh he misses a transition layup and uh did draw some contact. There was some contact uh with Terrence Mann at the rim. The referee did not call it. It goes as a no-call, and Steph is livid. He just completely lights up the ref, steps to the official, it takes Juan Descano Anderson to come at him and hold him back, right? You got a hold him back moment with Steph Curry. Again, something you rarely see. Curry's assessed a technical foul. Uh, Reggie Jackson misses the technical free throw. Uh, But at that point, the Warriors are up 79 to 70 with uh, nine minutes and seven seconds left in the game. So a nine-point lead against a really good Clippers team, that could be erased in a minute, right? So it's still a really, really close game at that point. So, um, Steph gets really upset. His teammates are getting fired up. All this stuff. Uh, Steve Kerr is yelling at the officials on the sideline. This is all happening with nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. Then what happens? Otto Porter, five points uh, on a three and a two-pointer. Juan Descano Anderson hits a layup. So a quick seven points from uh, the uh, Steph's teammates. Put the Warriors up 14 with 6.36 left in the game. Now, 14-point lead. Better, of course, than a nine-point lead, but still against a good Clippers team that's a good three-point shooting squad. That's not a lot with half of the fourth quarter left to go. This game is still far from over. And then what happens? Steph has been screaming at the officials, laying into the officials this entire time, every time down the floor, chirping in the the officials ear this entire time. Steph then buries the Clippers. He's not getting any foul calls. Also during that time... um, Steph hits a three-pointer in the corner, but Nemanja Bjelica is called for the moving screen. Steph is—the uh, the frustration is just boiling over. And then what does he do? He takes it out, not on the officials, but he takes it out on the Clippers. He buries them in a 75-second span. Steph drills a 33-footer, a 27-footer, and a 24-footer uh, that gave Golden State an 18-point lead with 5 minutes and 27, uh, 21 seconds to go. The game is over at that point, not just because it's an 18-point lead with five minutes left and the Clippers have been struggling to score at that and because Golden State's defense had also stepped up during that stretch, but also because it is that kind of— like Steph has just that uh, that back-breaking type of impact on an opponent, right? How many times have we seen that? Like a billion times, you've seen Steph with a curry flurry in the second half, and the other teams are just hanging their heads. They can't believe he's making these shots. They know that there's nothing that they can do. They are just uh, uh, freaking out every time Steph brings the ball up FF court. They're focusing so much on defense, on just stopping Steph, that they can't get into their flow. They can't get into their offense. The Warriors are playing at their tempo, their pace. And the Clippers, in this instance, just can't keep up. Steph buries the Clippers. It's game over. Add, add another uh, um, uh, uh, highlight to the to MVP reel campaign for Steph Curry, um, and and like I said, the game's over. So back to that no-call, though. So Steph, Steve Kerr, Jordan Poole, Jaymon Green, all after the game were complaining about that no-call, and look, go back and watch it. I don't think it was a foul. I really don't think it was a foul. I thought uh, Steph, Terrence Mann had a position underneath the basket. Steph uh, was, was kind of going from his left to his right, right under the hoop, uh, puts his shoulder into Terrence Mann, Tanzman didn't really move into Steph. He has as much right to that space under the basket as Steph does. I don't think it was a foul. And especially given the way that the officials are calling it this year, uh, even more so it wasn't a foul. Like They're letting those kinds of things go. Now, if they would have called it a foul, I don't think it would have been um, outlandish as far as, as, as a foul call. But I agree with the refs. It wasn't a foul. That doesn't matter, though. That doesn't matter. What does matter is how Steph and his teammates responded. Again, every once in a while, you see Steph just get fired up this way. You see it also from Steve Kerr. Uh, they're just, they kind of pick their spots. I don't think it's on purpose, honestly. I, I just do think it's just frustrations boiling over. There were a lot of foul, ticky-tack kind of stuff. No calls that Steph was getting upset with. Um, and and he kind of just, he, he just lost it. But Because they don't do it that often, it just has this impact on his teammates. It fires them up. And it has, I think, a positive, even with the technical picked up, it has this, it just gets uh, everybody, uh, it just lights a fire under everybody. And every once in a while, it can just sort of spur a run, a flurry, the way that we saw on Sunday against the Clippers. Just a quick aside, love that Steph hits a three from the corner and just immediately throws the tech sign. At the official. Uh, That was just a great moment. You love to see it. It, It's just that kind of swagger type of stuff that you see from Steph Curry. It's why he's the most watchable star in the NBA right now. Uh, The MVP campaign continues. The Warriors continue to roll. And um, on Tuesday night, they will take on a rolling Phoenix Suns team that is on a 16-game win streak in Phoenix. Um, That's going to be a great game. That's going to be a great game. All right. We got player grades next Specifically, how Otto Porter and Jordan Poole helped set Steph up for his big fourth quarter moment. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. Daily fantasy made easy, and easy is really what they're all about. As fantasy props and pickems get more popular, PrizePix is making it easy for you to get involved. They do that with the best NBA DFS prop game on the market, offering more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator. That includes the Prize Picks power play. Here's how it works. Predict the over-under on a player's fantasy production, and you can win up to 10x on any entry. It's just you versus the projected fantasy totals. If you're a total sports junkie, PrizePix even allows mixed sports entries. For example, you can take the over on Steph Curry's score combined with the under on Patrick Mahomes in the same entry. And when you use the promo code NBA, you'll get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Again, just use that promo code NBA. Do it all using the award-winning app on the Apple App Store and Google Play. Entries could be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Plus, PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out PrizePix.com. Use that promo code NBA, or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix daily fantasy made easy. Today's episode is brought to you by DirectTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the games live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I wanna tell you about a simple way to get all of that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows Thanks for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. As a reminder, I'll be hosting Locked On Warriors until the end of the month before your new hosts take over on December 1st. Meanwhile, I'm working on a new podcast project that I think you're going to be very interested in. So if you want to stay in touch when I leave the show and be the first to know about my new podcast project, shoot a message to me. Uh, at WCGoldberg at gmail.com or hit me on Twitter or Instagram DMs at WCGoldberg with your email address. I will add you to the list so that you could be the first to know about this new project that I'm working on. All right, let's get to some player grades here, and we're going to start with Otto Porter Jr., who's just been obviously great for the Warriors off the bench this season, especially in the last handful of games. On Sunday, he had a season-high 18 points, had 10 rebounds, um, and he was a plus 22 in his 26 minutes. Um, he's been huge with Andre Iguodala out and I'm giving Otto Porter an A for last night's game because that five point spurt, right? I go back to, to the, the Steph Curry, no calls and the fouls and the technicals and things like that. There was that minute there where, uh, Curry got assessed to tech Reggie Jackson misses the technical free throw. The Warriors are up 79 to 70 with nine minutes left. And the Otto Porter, uh, scores five straight points. Um, and really kind of boosts the Warriors' offense, spaces the floor, and kind of sets things up for Steph Curry. So I'm giving Otto Porter an A, and then I'm going to move quickly now to Jordan Poole, who I'm giving uh, a B for the game, an A for the second half. But he got he gets a B for the game. He finishes with 17 points on 6 for 16, shooting 4 for 10 from 3-point range, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, and a steal. Um, no turnovers, which was important. But Jordan Poole, tale of two halves for him. Two for He made uh, just two of his first 10 shots, just had a really hard time with that Clippers defense, which, by the way, is second in defensive rating this season behind only the Warriors, who are the top defensive rating team in the league. Um, so four points. He has just four points with three minutes left uh, to go in the third quarter. And then uh, he's driving to the basket. Isaiah Hartenstein fouls him. Uh, Jordan Poole hit and then and Hartstein gets the technical foul cuz he's you know swaggering about and stuff like that they're yelling at each other whatever uh, Jordan Poole gets the technical free tech gets the technical free throw um and uh and then that kind of just for whatever reason uh, just kind of set him free right Jordan Poole just sort of figured it out after that technical free throw and he said about he he talked about that after the game immediately after that technical free throw he hits four three-pointers in the final two minutes and 17 seconds of the third quarter, uh, the Warriors go from a one-point lead at that from before those four threes to a seven-point lead going into that fourth quarter. And so Otto Porter, Jordan Poole at the end of that third quarter and then Otto Porter in that at that midpoint of the fourth quarter, they're both just sort of laying out the red carpet for Steph Curry, right? They're just laying it out for Steph Curry to have his MVP moment. It's not without Jordan Poole, not without Otto Porter. Do the Warriors win this game? So Otto Porter, I give him an A. Jordan Poole got a B for the game. Uh, but those moments to me, obviously the Steph Curry, the technical, all that stuff, him getting fired up, that's going to have the headlines. But it doesn't happen without Jordan Poole and then later without Otto Porter kind of setting things up for Steph to have his moment. That stuff is important. My final grade goes to Steph Curry. Uh, A-plus for the game. I haven't even talked about his stat line overall yet. 33 points on 12 for 22 shooting, 7 for 13 From three-point range, he had five rebounds, had six assists, he had six steals, and that's what I want to talk about here. Okay? A-plus for Steph Curry, those six steals. The Warriors had 19 steals overall in the game. Six of them came from Steph, and he did a great job jumping the passing lanes. Um, He had a nice moment against Paul George. Paul George taking a couple power dribbles in the lane. Steph Curry just rips the ball away from him and gets out into the transition. That's how he's been really effective defensively this season, and now Look, I think some of this, oh, and Steph has turned into a great defender, kind of, like, some of that's been overstated. Like, you dig into the advanced metrics and, and all that stuff, and I know defensive metrics aren't great, but there's a lot of, it, it's not awesome with Steph. I, I still don't think he's a great one-on-one defender. Steve Kerr doesn't make him guard the bo- opponent's best player, right? He's not Andrew Wiggins out there. He's not Draymond Green out there. Again, I just think, like, let's just, let's let's tap the brakes a little bit on Steph's a great defender now stuff, like, you know, he's still not asked to do a whole lot on that end. Steve Kerr is putting him in the top of the triangle and that triangle and two thing where he can kind of play free safety, jump passing lanes, and that kind of stuff, Steph is pretty good at, right? But he also gambles a lot. I just don't know that he's a he's like this sturdy, awesome defender that, you know, everybody wants to kind of make a storyline around the Warriors. Like, it's just, it's, he's good, and, it, but he's not, like, He's not making an all-defensive team, all right. So let's just let's let's pump the brakes a little bit on that. The one thing about Steph, though, is he always had he's always giving effort on that end, and you can't say that about other point guards like his size. You can't say that about guys like Russell Westbrook. You can't say that about guys like Trey Young or James Harden or these other guys. The w- he is giving you the effort consistently, and he's stronger than he's ever been too. He's definitely better defensively. Like he's solid. Okay, he's not below average like those other guys that I was just naming. He gives the effort. He's strong. He knows what he's doing. Okay, he's solid defensively. He's not a huge negative the way that he was earlier in his career and the way that those, those other guys can be, especially guys. And other guys who are like awesome offensive players who just say, you know what, I don't even have to deal with defense. you got to give it up to Steph for putting the energy and the effort in on def- on the defensive end. But um, again, he's not making an all-defensive team. That said, six deals, he's he's jumping passing lanes well. That's all you really want from him is just be in the right spots create a turnover every once in a while in a game like he had against the Clippers where he's making, you know, he's creating six different turnovers, getting uh, points in transition. Warriors had 18 fast break points compared to just seven for the Clippers. Uh, you combine that with the three-point shooting. The Warriors 17 of 40 overall from beyond the arc, 42.5% from three-point range. The Clippers 9 for 28 overall, just 32% between the three-point shooting and the fast break points. That's your ball game, folks. That's it. Um, and uh, that'll do it for my player grades. All right, coming up, some good news for Clay Thompson's return. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. It's here the best Monday of the year, Cyber Monday. And Built.com is the place to aim your mouse. Get at least 20% off everything delicious and healthy. That's 20% off site wide at Built.com and even bigger discounts on Built Boost, Broth, and Built Swag. A brand new Built Bar flavor is landed just in time for Cyber Monday. Caramel Almond Delight. And it delivers everything it promises. Caramelized chocolate, check. Almonds, check. Delightful, double check. Be sure to get yours before they're gone. 150 calories, 17 grams of protein. And this season, maybe you're craving white chocolate. For a limited time, get a special new Built Bar Puffs flavor white chocolate cheesecake, the yummy protein treat filled with marshmallowy center, covered in white chocolate, 140 calories, 17 grams of protein. Tis the season to save and to get your taste buds the gift of Built Bar go to built.com for those incredible tasting new bars and 20% off everything head to built.com enter that code locked20 before it's too late Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. We're officially in the thick of the NBA and NFL seasons, and BetOnline has you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with the promo code On. And it's not just football and basketball. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. And don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. So let's get to the latest on Clay Thompson and James Wiseman. The Warriors are sending both to work out with their G League affiliate in Santa Cruz to get some reps while the Warriors are on the road in LA and in Phoenix on Tuesday. So there are a few different things going on here. For Clay. let's start with him. He's already ramping up in five-on-five five full contact drills. Seems to be nearing his return sooner rather than later. Now remember, this is the same thing the Warriors did with Steph a couple years ago when he was coming back from that broken hand. You remember that? the warriors sent him down to santa cruz and he scrimmaged like a full contact game type of scrimmage they kept a the score they had a running clock um, and then he did that um, in santa cruz in uh, at the arena down there while the warriors were on a uh, on a road trip or, or getting they were getting set for a road trip i believe uh going to denver if i remember that correctly and i had to uh try i had to drive down to santa cruz from san francisco i had to drive down to santa cruz cover this practice and then drive back up to oakland to get on a flight to denver but that's my thing anyway um this is what the warriors did a couple years ago so they've used this um the santa cruz assignment to get guys in like ready to play right especially when the team is on the road so uh the warriors are on the road uh tuesday night against phoenix and then they come back uh i don't know that clay thompson is going to come back at that point but the steph thing like he was back a couple days later right he was only back he was back a few days later so i think we're getting close now you know they're Still, two different situations, two different players, uh, and and if you're and and Clay has been doing five on five work in practice while the Warriors have been at home, so this is a way to get him some reps while the Warriors are on the road because you don't want Clay necessarily traveling right now. There's no real reason for him to. Um, so I don't know, but what I do know is that it's it's looking like it's like, like Clay is going to come back sooner rather than later, and he might be able to make that Christmas. He might be back by that Christmas Day game, which was something that they had been hopeful for. Uh, for a few months now so that's great news for Klay Thompson obviously is going to help space the floor um, take some pressure off of Steph you know you've seen the constant triple quadruple teams on Steph Curry don't think you can really do that when Klay Thompson is out on the floor Warriors have been doing a great job of tweeting videos of Klay Thompson hitting 100 straight threes and all this stuff like you love the propaganda machine out there you know players NBA teams they see that stuff right they and they're gonna respect Klay Thompson from the perimeter. We'll see what he could do defensively and all these sort of things. And even when he does come back, I expect him to be on a minutes restriction of some kind. Uh, he'll probably start. I I think you gotta start him. Um, and you're looking at uh possible, you know, and we know that they wanna have him return at home. So the Klay Thompson stuff, all good news. As for James Wiseman, his timeline probably a little bit further out. The Warriors are being really careful with him for a couple of different reasons. One that they've been public about, one that they've been a little bit more coy about. The public one, uh, Steve Kerr said all along, they don't want to risk uh, bringing Wiseman back too soon. This meniscus stuff could be really troubling, especially for a seven-footer. You don't want to jeopardize his career, especially just, you know, 20 years old, second season. No reason to rush him back, right? You want to be careful with James Wiseman. The other thing that they're being a little bit more coy about is that they don't really need him and probably don't want to mess up the flow that they're in. Now, Nemanjo Belize struggled a little bit Recently, so maybe that changes the calculus on this stuff. But look, Wiseman is really he's still really raw, and for all intents and purposes, he's still a rookie. Okay, uh, he's not gonna play like it's gonna be a minute before he even reaches 82 games over his career. So, um, this is this is kind of the other part of this where do you really need James Wiseman right now. Again, you've got Kevon Looney who's been playing great. Bielitsa has given you minutes even though he's struggled a little bit. He was plus 10 against the Clippers um, but not really, you know, scoring or or doing a whole lot down there. Um, But you could go small with Draymond Green at center. You kind of have a nice flow. All the stuff that the Warriors are doing with the with the the instant reaction, the 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 pace of the game, the three point shooting, all that stuff, like James Wiseman doesn't really fit that. Okay, he's kind of just a pick and roll type of center right now, um, at best. I he, obviously he can run the floor with you, but he's gonna have a problem with the with just the the pace of the game. You know, all that stuff that we saw him struggle with as a rookie defensively, specifically on that kind of stuff. I said before the season, I don't know that James Wiseman has a night-to-night role. Like, I don't know how many minutes he's gonna get every single night, and even when he comes back, I don't know what that's gonna be. So, this could be—I don't know. Maybe this is an extended G League assignment. I don't—I don't know, but I, I do think that that timeline is a, is a little bit further out because he's not even doing all the full contact stuff that Clay is doing right now, right? Like the Warriors have been a lot slower with Wiseman and in, in handling his injury than they have been with Clay right now, who just seems to be a little bit closer to his return, which is something that we all want to see. All right, that'll do it for today's Locked On Warriors. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked On Warriors wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Be sure to hit me up with your email address. Email to me at wcgoldberg at gmail.com or find me on Twitter or Instagram at wcgoldberg. Just send me your email address so you can stay in touch uh, with me and I can keep you updated on my new project that I am working on. You could be the first to know. All I need is your email address, All right, now go ahead and check out Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis from Lee Sterling. It's your one-stop shop for all of your daily gambling needs. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.